we're continuing on in our series, Enemies of the Soul. Um, premise for this series is something is wrong. I talked about this. And I want you to do this for me real quick. Trust me for just a moment. Turn to somebody next to you. I know we already did this, but we're doing it again. Turn to somebody next to you and just say, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Some of you are still talking. Hopefully you didn't add on to that. <laughs> something is wrong with your outfit. I didn't say to say that. What we all just did, you could call confession. We all confessed that something is wrong. God is good, and we are blessed, and we have many things to be thankful for, but something is wrong. Something's not right. In a moment, actually in a few moments, at the end of this message, I'm going to invite you to share more specifically what that something is that is wrong, not with someone else, but in your life. And it may be something as simple as anger, bitterness, trouble forgiving, bad habits. And I'll leave it up to you to be as specific or as general as you'd like, but we all admit that something is wrong. At the heart of this series, we are starting out the, the year acknowledging that something is wrong, and we want to address that. Because a lot of times, something is wrong with us spiritually, and we just move past it. We hit power on our TVs, and we get wrapped up in Netflix, and we say, something is wrong, but ah, i got to catch up on my shows. Sometimes there's important conversations we need to have with people we're in relationship with, and we say, you know what, I'm just too busy for that. Let's talk about it later. Something is wrong, but we can't deal with it right now. What we are intentionally doing in this season is saying, something is wrong, and there's a spiritual battle. And there are, we believe, because the Bible tells us there are spiritual forces moving us away from God and from God's will in our lives. And we just need to stop and acknowledge something is wrong. And we can know what that something is, and we can be intentional about equipping ourselves to defeat it, to overcome it. That's what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. That's what we're going to continue to talk about uh, in the coming weeks. I want to tell you a quick story that you may be wondering about, because it's something that happened to me and my family over the last week. My daughter Leah uh, fell off a bunk bed on Friday night. <laughs> we were out of town, and she's okay. She's okay now. So you like the story gets worse, and it's going to get scary. Like ah, she's not okay, but she's she's home and she's doing well. Praise God for that. That's awesome. But Friday night, we were out of town visiting some friends. We're about four hours away from home, uh, and she was in a top bunk, and in her sleep, she fell off the bunk and hit the floor. And uh, Lisa woke up and went to care for her. She wasn't feeling so well. She threw up, uh, and we were like, oh man, we don't know what happened. A friend of ours who came and <laughs> she heard the crash. The rest of us were just, we were sleeping. We hear a kid crying. We don't know what's wrong. Maybe she's got a virus. Maybe she's feeling sick. And our friend says, no, I heard a crash. I think she fell out of the bed. And we go, oh, wow. Nobody saw it. Her sisters were in the room, but they couldn't confirm it. We're just going, we don't know what's wrong. Her stomach hurts. We check her, like, maybe she hurt her ribs. Maybe she has a concussion. We checked her pupils. We checked all kinds of things. But there were things inside of her that we simply couldn't see. We just didn't know. So we did our best to figure out what was wrong with her. Uh, you know, we cared for her. We gave her some tummy rub. We, we checked her out. And we said, all right, try to get some sleep. Go, go back to sleep. A uh, little bit of time went by. She woke up still in pain. She says, it's hard to breathe and my stomach hurts. We're like, okay, well, 
Again, maybe concussion, maybe stomach virus, maybe something else. We, we really don't know. Um, after a few hours of trying to figure it out, trying to put her back to sleep, again, we're in the dark and we don't know. We take her to the emergency room there up in Mount Shasta. Small little hospital. She got, it's 3 a.m., so she got seen right away. A doctor did an x-ray on her and said, her bones are fine. They did a neural exam with her. They said, like, her brain seems to be fine. We're ruling out a few things. We can't really tell what it is. But they gave her some children's pain medication. They gave her a popsicle, and they said, go home and get some rest. We said, okay. That sounds good. But something was still wrong with Leah. And again, we didn't know what. Did I say that she's five? If you don't know that, she's, she's a little kid. She's five years old. Um, two days go by. And she's just, she's moaning and she doesn't feel well. We're giving her medication. She kind of goes back and forth between feeling okay and feeling not so good. And she's still, in her five-year-old way, trying to tell us, you know, my stomach hurts, my side hurts, and it's hard to breathe. She'd have these little episodes of not being able to catch her breath. And we were going, okay, uh, we're still, we're, we're trying to figure this out. The doctors didn't seem concerned, but we're still concerned. So, again, we're out of town. We're at a friend's house. We, we care for her as best we can, but... Fast forward to Sunday afternoon. She's still not, not doing great, but she's, she's managing. She's getting by. We're driving home, and uh, Leah was able to articulate a new symptom. She was able to say, my side hurts. Like, we kept touching her and going, like, does your abdomen feel sore? Is it, is it your bones? Is it a bruise that we don't see? And she said, right here. Everything's fine except one spot that I touch is sensitive to pain. Ouch, ouch. And we said, oh, okay. So Lisa is on the phone, and she's making an appointment with our, our pediatrician for Monday morning, because we'll be back in Livermore. We'll want her to be seen. The doctor's going to care for her. Uh, and the advice nurse consults with the doctor, and based on the things that Leah, Lisa had told her, including the new symptom that we didn't know about earlier, they said, you need to pull over as soon as you can and get to an urgent care center. And we said, really? Like, she's been managing. We got an appointment tomorrow. Can't we just wait? And they said, don't wait. Get off the freeway now and have them do an ultrasound because we think it's her spleen. And I went, okay, what's a spleen? Raise your hand if you don't know what a spleen is. You can be, you can be honest. I didn't either. I had to Google it. I know people have them. I know it's like a comedy trope when someone hurts, <laughs> oh, my spleen. And people go, what's a spleen? What does it do? I, nobody really knows. People know, but I didn't know. And we didn't think spleen. And the emergency room doctors in, in Mount Shasta didn't think spleen, but somebody came up with this. They said, get her an ultrasound. Sure enough, we take her to the ER, ultrasound. Her spleen is ruptured, and she's bleeding. That's why she's in pain. That's why she doesn't feel well. She's, it's hard to articulate. It's not the usual things that we've seen before. You know, it's not a virus. This is unusual. And they said, we need to get her and Lisa on a helicopter and fly them to UC Davis. She needs to have surgery tonight. And we said, okay, this is serious. And this is sort of the medium version of the story. But she had the procedure. It, it went well. Lisa and Leah have been in the hospital for the last uh, four days. But they came home Thursday. You guys have been tremendous. You have uh, showered us with love and, and food and, and gifts and support. And most importantly, your prayers. Basically, the McRandall story was the Parnell story this last week uh, with some of the details changed. But we thank God for you. We praise God because of the good thing that happened, you know, bringing healing, and, and Leah's home. She's home now. She's not 100%, but she's better, uh, and she's, she's feeling well, and we're excited about that. I wanted to share that story with you anyway, but as I was thinking about this series, there's a parallel that I think is important for us and our spiritual wellness that we are aiming for as followers of Christ, and it's that element of the thing that we don't know. 
We didn't know what was wrong with Leah. We didn't think, nobody thought to check her spleen until somebody said, it might be the spleen. In the same way, in this series, we're acknowledging that there's something wrong with us. And we think, well, maybe it's... Okay. Something's wrong with my phone, right? Sorry about that. (laughs) There's something wrong with us, and we think of the things that we normally think of. Maybe I just need more sleep. Maybe Maybe it's this, or maybe I need to change this. Maybe, I mean, who knows? But when we acknowledge, hey, we have a spleen. It's supposed to do something. When it gets damaged, it functions wrong, and it, ru- it ruptures and messes up our life. In the same way, spiritually, we believe that there are forces that are trying to pull us away from God, that are trying to disrupt our relationships, that are trying to get us to believe things that aren't true, and when we don't pay attention to them, essentially when we don't do that spiritual ultrasound and acknowledge, yes, this is the thing that is making me feel a little bit off, then we just kind of like Leah over the two days of the weekend, we just kind of try to deal with it. We try to go, it's not great, but like, I'll, I'll manage. But we don't want to just be managing the problems in our lives, the, 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 the spiritual challenges. We want to know that like Jesus did in the wilderness, like the early Christians did and what they wrote about in the New Testament, we can overcome the powers of evil that are pulling us away from God. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says. I go to the Apostle Paul a lot because he understood this. He experienced this. And like you guys being bold with your confessions with one another, he was not afraid to admit something is wrong, not just in the spiritual world in the spiritual sense, but with me, here's the thing that's wrong, and here's what I'm going to do about it. He says this. You can go ahead and throw this up on the screen, Dick. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. There it is, that acknowledgement. There's something happening that we don't see, but it's real, and we can do something about it. He says, therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This is what we believe. Spiritual truth can be revealed to us. We can combat the forces of evil in our lives, but we have to know what they are. We have to know where to look. The Scripture tells us we are battling them, not with swords and and guns and the strength that we have in our bodies, but 
It's a spiritual battle. So we battle them on a spiritual battlefield with words from Scripture, with prayers made in the name of Jesus Christ. I had to punt a little bit this week. It's been a kind of a crazy week. And I wanted to continue on in our series. The next thing I said we were going to talk about was the flesh, this biblical concept of these desires we have that they're not always bad in themselves, but the problem we have is we put our fleshly desires in the wrong order. We prioritize the wrong things. They become idols in our lives, and that's how the devil gets you. So we want to understand the flesh better. I'm going to do more teaching on this next week. Um, because it was kind of a crazy week for me, I thought we should do a little bit of a recap of what we're talking about here. This series, as I mentioned, is based on a book called Live No Lies uh, by a young pastor, an author, a uh, voice, like I said, who I think is worth listening to, named John Mark Comer. He's got a video that's on YouTube, so if you missed part of it or if you want to go back and watch it, it's right at your fingertips. But I wanted us to watch this together this morning. And that's what we're going to do now. We're going to watch uh, teaching, him kind of summarizing the chapters we've heard so far, some content. You guys hearing things and knowing things, that's part of it. But I want you to interact with this. He talks about this process where we identify the lies in our lives, the untruths that we somehow believe and go along with. Those are the things that we believe and then uh, are pulled away from God. What I've done, I've mentioned this before, um, but what I want you to do is keep track of the, the lies in your head. The lies that the devil is whispering to you to try to get you to believe. And I want you to write them down. And then I want you to counter them with words of truth from Scripture. I've invited you to do this for the last three weeks. I've been doing this myself. It's a really helpful and enlightening process. To help you with this, I have made on the back of your um, order of worship here. And if you didn't get one on the way in, there's a bunch of copies in the lobby. But it's a little worksheet just kind of telling you, step one, identify the, the thing that's wrong in your life. And then write that down. Step number two, uh, Combat it with the truth. What is actually true? Or identify what is false about this lie. And then, step three, you find the scripture that says, ah, here's the truth that I really need to be listening to. So that's something I want to send you home with to do. But right now, like I said, I'm going to ask Dick to go ahead and hit play on this video. It's about 14 minutes long. And then when we're done, we're going to spend some time praying together in little small groups. Uh, and you'll, yeah, let's do that now. Sorry. This is where we're going. This is where we're hanging out. My hope for you this morning, and like I said before, these things, they don't get addressed until you know what's wrong, until you know how to address them. My hope is that something that is said out loud during our prayer time that's coming up in just a moment will bring something to light, will address a problem is there. We often don't do a good job of the discipline of confession, although confession is what brings things into the light. Sin that we're harboring, uh, sinful feelings, uh, hateful ideas that are not of God, that don't come from God. But there's something very, very healing and very, very transformative when we say, like we did earlier, something is wrong. When you say that out loud and somebody else hears you say that and say, I will pray for you, like we will battle this spiritual battle together. Um, again, I'm very thankful for all the prayers that this church has lifted up on behalf of Leah. 
And when someone's in the hospital, that's like an easy prayer request. It's like, yes, we got to pray for Leah every time our family prays. We're going to pray for this person. They're on the prayer list. That needs to continue. What we don't often do a good job of is while we're looking around and figuring out everybody else we need to pray for, we don't say, I need you to pray for me. Because we go, I'm not in the hospital. There's nothing wrong. But that's not true. Something wrong. Uh, and the better we get at acknowledging that and saying, not shameful to admit that something is wrong. Uh, we confess our sins to, to one another. Uh, it brings healing. That's what Scripture tells us. So I have uh, four prayer requests I'm going to read to you, and then I'm going to close us with a, just lifting these up in prayer. And then I'm going to invite you, like I said, to turn to somebody next to you and ask that person the question, how can I pray for you? And then pray for them. And then let them ask you the same question, too. Um, I'm going to let you choose your groups, and I'm going to let you be as specific or not specific as possible, but I really don't want you to let yourself off the hook and not do this because this is important. I pray for you. Lord God, we are thankful for Jesus Christ. We're thankful for his overcoming of sin and death by the cross and the resurrection. Um, we hold on to that truth, and we say uh, we, our, our healing depends on that. We put all our hope in Jesus' blood and righteousness. And thank you for the truths that we have heard this morning, the truths from your word, ideas that make sense to us. I pray that they will bring to light spiritual sicknesses in our lives or bad habits or things that we need to let go of that for some reason we just hold on to way too tightly. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you bring us healing, that we use the community that we have the trust that we can have in one another, to just mutually acknowledging that something is wrong and that we will lift one another up in prayer and that we will help meet spiritual as well as physical needs. Thank you for your church. Thank you for the many examples we could give of ways that you have brought healing and peace in the lives of people who are going through a hard season or a situation that was way outside of their control. God, we give you so much praise and thanks. You are worthy of way more than we can offer, but uh, you are... The, the, the blesser, and we bless you this morning. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are hearing this message, who are here in this room, and I pray that your spirit will descend on us and, and drive out any darkness in our life. Bring it to the surface so that we can acknowledge it, so that we can say we choose truth instead of lies. We choose Jesus instead of the ways of evil. God, release us from the grip of the devil, from the flesh, from the ways of the world. Help us to understand and help us to move forward in faith and in joy. We pray peace. We pray healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Turn to somebody next to you now and ask them, how can I pray for you? Uh, and then dismiss yourselves when you're done.